How are you doing today? I'm fine. How about yourself? I'm doing great. This is uh, episode 29 of this uh, great show that we do every week. And I think it's, I like the work we're doing. We're about to approach 30 episodes. That's another milestone. So I just want to take this time to thank everybody who's been listening so far and has been tuning in and sharing and watching on Facebook and just joining the conversation around business and business ownership and entrepreneurship. All right. Yeah. So I think this will be a good episode to get back to why we started this show in the in the first place. One of the ideas that we um that we built this show on and that, you know, you had the idea of building a show on is human uh human needs. Every human need is a business opportunity, basically. So I like that idea and I think it gives the the business owner or uh someone who wants to start a business a lot of hope because uh Everything you look around, everything that you use in your everyday life, you you pay for it or somebody in your family has paid for it. But basically what we're trying to get at is that the simplest things around you can become a business. You know, I know a lot of you have watched the show Shark Tank. I'm a big fan of that show, but I think what's good about that show is you realize that it's not as complicated as you would think. That's true. And one of the things I wanted to do is if we let's let's just rehearse back over uh, what the business building blocks originally originally was founded. Um, the business building blocks podcast is a business talk show for the entrepreneur or for the business owner that wants to expand their business, and primarily we concern with the black community because. We as a people have suffered from slavery and the effects of slavery, and um, we have a lack of, we have a greater need, and uh, especially economics. Right. So hopefully the show, uh, we will give business topics, information that will be useful in doing just that, building the business. And why should we build a business? So there's a guy named Manslow. He put together a chart, a pyramid diagram, and it's a Manslow hierarchy of needs. And in that hierarchy of needs is different levels. The very first level, basic needs of humans, of people, of food, clothing, and shelter. You know, you can add to that. Oh, these are the basic needs. The, the physical, what is that? Physiology. Physiology, yeah. Physically. Physiological needs. Physiological. So on the physical plane, what you would need things for, like, the physical world, your body, you know, yeah. clothing, but yeah, shelter. Yeah, that's true. Of course, you need to add, breathe, water, drink. And they haven't uh, figured out how to sell air yet, but I guarantee that's coming. But if we look at if we look at shelter, right, and uh, they we do have oxygen. You know, you can you, oxygen is a product, mm -hmm. and particularly in the medical industry, if you need oxygen, they can give you oxygen. You know, if you short of breath or whatever, they can put an oxygen mask on you and and introduce oxygen. Uh, so that that is a product and it is a need. And in healthcare is not mentioned, right? But it's mentioned on the next level. Uh, safety and security. So, so the first level is physiological needs. The next level is safety and security needs. That's true. So, 
above that are the safety and security needs. And uh, what what are they there? Uh, this is, uh, you're talking about the next level? Yeah, the safety the sa and security. The safety and security, health, employment, property, uh, family stability. Okay. Um, and then the next level you have here, uh, uh, love and belongingness, needs, uh, friendship, family, intimacy, connective. Okay, that's more that's more towards on the emotional side, it looks like. Yeah. Or, you know, a support system, family, okay. And then you have on the next level, self-esteem needs, confidence, achievement, respect of others, connections, and need for individuality. And the ultimate goal is what we call self-actualization. And that's... Uh, my wife pointed out it was misspelled on this diagram. There should be a Z there. Okay. Self-actualization, uh, morality, creativity, spontaneity, acceptance, experience, purpose, meaning, and inner potential. Um, oh, so what, what we're looking at here, this we're looking at a pyramid for those listening, and as we go to these next levels, these are different levels of needs. And... Uh, what I'm looking at is, um, this was not actually created for business, was this? Or this well, is yeah, just yeah. This this is management. Oh, okay. So somebody management. made this. this. Like, yeah. This this is a diagram that we learned in in business school when we want to uh, start introducing management. Oh, okay. Um, but when you start talking about art, art and culture and those things on that, the the spiritual man. That's going to be on the higher man. And the self-actualized, to me, always meant that now you are above, all your physical needs are met. Mm -hmm. Now uh, you're trying to do something for humanity. You're trying to leave a legacy. You're trying to do uh, serve the greater good, you know? Yeah, and looking at this almost looks like uh, economic, Levels, you know how people be like, I'm in a different tax bracket now. How people yeah, say yeah, that. Yeah. It looks like as you as you succeed and grow your business and grow your wealth, you these other needs start coming into play. But it's funny that physiological needs are at the bottom, and then family and stuff is the third one. But um, it's almost like you can't get to that self actualization level unless you handle these steps That's as true. you go. And I think a lot of us trying to skip. A lot of steps, like I, like I seen uh, the brother Ben X mm -hmm. on, and he's a, a blogger, which is a whole other business that I, I I admire him for. But he has a very popular Instagram page and Facebook page, and he somebody asked him a question about him having a, a woman who lived with him, and he was like, "Well, I don't really, I can't really support her right now, but I want to, you know, want to move her in and do this kind of stuff." But he was like, "Well, you need to handle yourself, be yeah. able to feed, clothe, you know." Shelter yourself and then add on things like that. So I think yeah. in business sometimes we have to um, yeah, get one thing start, at a time. You start off small. Yeah, uh, we um, and we should be we, okay we, with that. We, We're not there yet. Sometimes people get frustrated. Yeah, I mean it's good to study nature. Yeah, because nothing starts off big. Could you imagine the mother that's carrying this baby? The baby don't come out a grown man. It comes out a baby. It doesn't even start off as a baby. It starts right. off as a single-celled organism. It, yeah, it starts off <laughs> as, a, as, as a sperm mixed with ovum and is microscopic. It, the seed is tiny. 
So, so it is with a tree or a plant. The seed is something small. And, and, and again, you may start, uh, you start by putting that seed in a hole, and that's darkness. Everything of life starts in darkness, and it starts small. So, again, you don't want to rush out there just because you got an idea and get crushed. Right. Don't try to, because it, it, it's funny, like, with the seed analogy, if you just had the seed, you can't go to the seed and try to be like, I need some oranges. Give me, like, try to pull oranges from the seed. Right. It's not there yet. It's not at that part in development and growth yet. Or you can't try to teach a, um, a fetus how to read. You got to right. wait till the baby comes right. term, then comes out, then you're teaching how to read. So I'm just saying, like, at these grassroots levels, it's certain things that you should be doing and, and mastering Right. Before we move to the next level of... of the, the preparation and nurturing. Mm -hmm. The seed has to be placed in the proper environment at the proper temperature. Mm. Because, you know, if you, you're growing something you don't plant in the winter, it's right. not going to grow. It, it needs to germinate. So it germinate in warm, uh, at a warm temperature uh, in the right environment. It's going to draw nutrients from the soil. It's going to get water. It has to be watered. And it has to be fed by the sun also. As it begins to uh, grow, it's getting nutrients from the sun. And it has to be nurtured and, and uh, developed. And we talked about preparation uh, for success. It's education. You know, if you, you're trying to build a business, you're going to do that research. You're going to get knowledge of that industry. You want to develop the skills for that industry. You want to get the tools and equipment that you need, mm. you see. But you need to start off with a plan. And the plan need to uh, allow for all of that to, to make that business successful. What am I going to need in terms of manpower, tools and equipment, technology, um, inventory if that's necessary? what your overhead cost is going to be. Mm. Then you start talking about projections, you know, uh, sales, you know. What do I need to sell in order to generate the gross uh, income in order to satisfy these costs? Mm. Um, but self-actualization is where we wanted to ultimately to be. But let's go back down. Let's start at the bottom, yeah. To the bottom, to the basic needs because a business now we, this is the business building blocks show a business need to be able to, to fulfill a need so what what are human needs so um I, well we talked we talked about on on the food clothes, right 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 shelter um well i guess what i was asking is what is an example, are some examples of example. a need in a business now, this is the need, you know, I wanted to say this. In order for a business to be successful, it must meet a demand. And the demand uh, coming from a consumer in business. The consumer is the end user of your product or service. And they must demand, and this demand is a want or a need. And in business language, it it's describes that as a demand. So, for example, if people are hungry... So the people need is, or the demand here is food. So whoever can produce the food and deliver the food, that's the business. 
That's the business component. And you will be successful now in that business if you can if you can satisfy that need, which is hunger. <laughs> you can satisfy, but you're gonna satisfy it at a cost. You see, inside of that cost is a profit. Mm. So, and and food is an example, and, and food is a big example because we we start talking about the land as being a basis for economic development, right? Some of the earlier episodes we talked about the need for land. Mm-hmm. And let's reiterate it. All of the resources that we need to produce things comes from land. Um, and one need one one thing we talked about is food, um, agriculture, uh, fruits and vegetables, things that you grow that comes from land. You need land. You need fertile land. You need land uh, that's uh, that you can irrigate with water. So you need a fresh water source because agriculture you can't grow it if the water's salty. You need fresh water. So, and then the other uh, food item we talked about is life livestock, um, cattle. Goat, sheep, and maybe there are some other uh, livestock that people use as food. I'm not coming to my lamb. We talked about sheep as lamb. But in some cultures, you know, depending on what culture you're in, it may be taboo. Like in, in the Western culture, eating a, a, a domesticated dog is taboo. But in some Asian cultures... It's all, it's all game, you know. Yeah, they have a dog festival in China, where they just all they just the whole festival of eating dogs. But you know, <laughs> and then I think insects. You know, it's some people believe that's the future. Like once we uh, <laughs> once we kill off all the animals and stuff, we're gonna have to start eating bugs. I don't know, but I think they do. <laughs> you don't know where uh, some of these food byproducts come from, right? For instance, that uh, Sunday that you get at McDonald's. Um, the red sauce, I think, come from beetles. They crush, oh. they crush the beetles in order to get that red dye. Oh, okay. And um, so, you know, we say in the West, you know, we don't eat insects, insects like they do over there. You, you don't know what you eat. Right. And I'm sure when stuff get ground up in those, like, you know those big tractors that drive through and get all the crops and just cut them up mm-hmm. real fast. I know it's some bugs and stuff that get yeah. chopped up in there. It's some it's some contaminants yeah. that 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 uh, allowable. You know they have a percentage where they try to. It can't be a hundred percent totally pure. But what we concerned about is organic farming because some of these uh, pesticides and we 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 want to talk about business people that have integrity. Right. Uh, that's not going to put profit over human life, over human health and human well-being. Um, so organic farming is farms that does not use pesticides. And, and that's the type of farm. And, and also non-genetically modified food. Mm-hmm. We don't want them tampering. We don't want them taking a gene out of mice. And putting it in my cucumber, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. But they they do that with this genetically modified 
and then uh, science, uh, then then the human being eats it, and then has some kind of adverse effect on the human being health. Yeah, and it may be we talked about the second level is health as far as safety and security as far as human needs, mm-hmm. but um, we're we I wonder can we shouldn't be sacrificing certain levels, you know what I mean, just to get to the to business. Because I meet a lot of people who I'm sure everybody does who had the cancer is running. Mm-hmm. It seems like it's getting higher and higher the longer we go. So it may be the a lot of these businesses are um, profiting off things that damage us. But I almost yeah. wonder. We want to talk about perverse incentives. We're talking about the healthcare industry. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, a lot of the pharmaceutical companies. These uh, stakeholders in the healthcare industry, these business interests, their interest, their their interest is profit, not health. Right. And somehow, uh, they can't make a lot of money off of healthy people. They make money from chronically ill people, and they treat the chronic illness. They're not interested in cures. <laughs> you can imagine if I sell you uh, a pill. And it cures you. I'm only selling you that pill one time. But if you chronically ill, it's only treating the symptoms. It don't treat. It don't cure the root problem. Mm-hmm. So I can continue to sell you that over and over again because it's superficial. It's only treating symptoms, and you're still suffering from the illness. That's good business for some sort of pharmaceutical companies. Right so now, they can make a lot of profit every time they sell, and then. The price may be inflated because it's not regulated in uh, the government. And, and we want to talk about that thing about human needs in, uh, in the family. Yeah. This makes me think about, uh, you speak about the um, pharmaceutical company, and I'm thinking of the, the listeners, where where a business opportunity could be in their world. Uh a lot of times we all know about these different herbs and remedies and stuff that we know in our family that you may come home, your grandma mix this little, put a lemon, put ginger, put a, and mix it up. What you could do is take that family recipe, you could bottle that and yeah. put it down as something that's what, what, what you use it for. You know what I mean? And, you know, we talk about diet. We believe that uh, our diet is the secret to long life. Yeah is uh, the book written by the most honorable Elijah Muhammad, How to Eat to Live. You know, is is um, our our diet and our lifestyle and a lot of environmental factors that's leading to bad health. Right. And when I, when I talk about environmental, it may be pollution. Like in Flint, Michigan, the water may be toxic. It may have lead in the water, you know, they call it this illness. But with sugar diabetes, it may be too much starch in our diet. Right. We eating starchy food. We eating too many sweets. And that's what's causing us, leading us to diabetes, and then they want to recommend insulin. And then amputations, because when when diabetes gets so bad, they begin to start amputating limbs. Right. Or putting you on a dialysis machine because your kidneys are out. But originally, you could have just ate better and got some exercise. Obesity is another one. Yeah. You know, it leads to so many health problems, obesity. But what are we, what's on our plate? 
Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't think people realize that there's a um, a holistic medicine industry. Yeah. There are, they making a lot of money off these little, you see them in little bottles, they have little drop bottles, and some of that stuff may just be lemon juice and water. <laughs> so, and you know, but what I'm saying is that we always talk about human needs, but a lot of times we serve in our own needs in our own home, but we don't realize that that's a business opportunity. You sure. could you could package whatever you're doing in your home to help your children. Or I remember I had a professor who, when I was in film school, and he, uh, his family was making movies way back in the 30s and 40s and early 50s and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. a long time ago. He was like 80 years old. But he said in his family, they used to, um, when you're holding the camera, it get kind of heavy when you're holding it on your shoulder, yeah. and you can't really keep it steady. So there's something called a steady cam where there's a weight on one side and it sits on your shoulder and the camera sits on the other end of the weight and then you can keep the camera steady. You can balance it. You can balance it. But he told us that when he was young they used to just have a, a board that they would sit the camera on and on the other end they would hang something on there like a brick or something brick like or something. that. Yeah, and then it would hang from that. So they had invented what is now considered common use the steady cam, but they didn't even realize it because yeah. they didn't see that they had invented something. You know what I mean? That they was using to, to to fix a problem, and that was a human need. This camera's heavy. I can't stabilize it. Oh, just grab that board, hook it on there. They should have patented that, and yeah. they could have been billionaires off that. Well, so, well, one thing, one I'm I'm sure that someone did have to to patent it, the actual tripod, the thing that you're describing. Yeah, yeah, the steady cam. Uh, I'm pretty sure someone has the license to that. Yeah, yeah, now, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, but originally, it reminds me because this is in physics. In physics, you have the fulcrum and you have balance. Uh, in the seesaw, remember the old seesaw with one child get on one side, one get on the other side, and it has this fulcrum in the middle, and you balance your weight there. If somebody too heavy, it just shoot you in the air like in the cartoons. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one over overweight person sit there, bing, and you go flying in the air. Uh, so that that reminds me of that. Yeah, I'm just. It just got me thinking. Like we probably are doing a lot of things that we just consider, nor- like I don't know, like just things that we are doing for ourselves. Mm-hmm. But we don't know that other people are doing the same thing, and we could package it because that's what all other but, people but we do. We have to think about being in business, and and I want to say this because we we talking to to a particular people that have become dependent, and that's the black community. We are dependent on, on on whites and others, foreigners, others, to buy to provide for us our needs, you know, our daily bread. Uh, others, we you know, to provide for us a job, to provide for us education, to provide for us transportation, you know, our healthcare. You know, there's people coming from India, all over you know, all over the world to come here to practice medicine on us. Uh, we need to be. We need to take advantage of those opportunities. We are empowering everyone else with our dollars. We generate 1.5 trillion dollars in our economy nationally, um, but we don't benefit from those jobs. We suffer from unemployment. You know, why should we be suffering from unemployment if we generate that kind of money? It's not that we don't have money; it's that it's not directed properly. We're not spending it properly. We need, we're not investing in ourselves. And I think you brought this to, to my attention earlier, that you are investing in your music career 
every time that you uh, do a project. Right, right. You're investing in yourself. Yeah, yeah, because nobody's... I don't have any funding. I don't have anything like that. But what I, when I'm making You're independent. a independent, right? And when I'm when I pay money to come to a studio where I can be professional and do things like have my stuff sound as professional as possible, and when I spend money on the computer so I can produce my stuff, or you know, it's an investment in in my future and what I'm going to do in the future. But it's just like anybody else who, if they were going to be a welder or some spending that money for that welding machine. Or somebody who's going to be a T-shirt printer investing in that T-shirt, that investing vinyl cutter. In, in, investing in that technology and investing in the tools and equipment. Yeah, because you got to do that, you know? You have to do that, and um, that's what we should be doing, especially if you're working on a job. Set aside some money to put back into what you really want to do, and you could you could transition from that to your your passion and what you want to do by investing in yourself. Don't, don't live so check to check that you lose everything to the rent. You know, we could have set something aside yeah. to uh, build something for ourselves. Uh, that reminds me of your talents and your gifts, God-given talents and gifts, and your interests. You know, we may not—we may have went to school. We may not have went to school, got advanced education. Right. But uh, oftentimes, we don't get that opportunity to work in the field that, that our goals were. You know, my goal is to be a doctor or engineer or a lawyer or whatever. And you may not be working in that field. You're working at the fast food restaurant. Yeah. Or you're working in a warehouse. You do what you have to do to make a living to feed your family. But save some money to start investing in yourself. And first, we got to start thinking about ourselves. Yeah. We have to have a mentality that I want to one day become independent. I want to realize my dreams. My dreams has to be translated into a vision. Not just a dream. If you're dreaming, you're just sleeping. Right. Anybody can lay down and sleep and hope, I hope, I, re I wish, you know. But a, a vision is different. Now you got a vision, you have a goal, you know, so you can set a goal. Now when you have a goal, you need to develop a plan that supports that goal. These are things that I need to do. Task. You break that go down into task, and also it should have a financial component. How much resources, how much money I need to spend uh, to cover this cost in my plan? Right. So when you start talking about investing, you, you, you're you not asleep. Your eyes are not closed. You're open. You know what the realities are, are in the music industry. Right. The cost of, of, of uh, putting together a project, a single yeah, because appearance is everything. You don't want to, um, and I learned that over time because I started off, I didn't know this from the jump, but in the beginning, I was just recording myself. And then from there, in, in, in my mind, then I was always oh, good enough. It sounded just like everything else. But I'm, uh, you know, I just didn't, I wasn't aware of the levels that you can take things as far as, um, you know, sometimes you just don't know where to spend your money. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Or what to put money into because it's a lot of things out here. Like you don't want to. I don't know what I'm what I'm trying to say. Like I could have spent my money on a, a chain or something. Yeah. Like say, oh, I need a chain. I'm a, I'm a rapper. This gonna help me right. get further in life, uh, further in my career. But that's not the right time that's, kind of that's thing. That's not your craft. That's your that's your image, I guess. Yeah, you which need is a chain at the photo shoot. Right, which is which is <laughs> important to some people, but. 
if I do all of that, is that another phase of the of the of the business that might be on the marketing side? Exactly, it's different. It's like so. I'm trying to think of somebody who who's not doing music. What sometimes you could be spending money on something that's not really furthering your business. You know, it, you could you need to find yeah. out what's going better your product. Well, see, I will, my background is construction, so okay. If I'm going to go into a trade, say for instance, I'm going into a trade, the worst thing you can do is show up to the job with no tools. <laughs> you know, I would like to, uh, I'm applying for this job right. on the construction site, and you don't have a tool belt. You don't have a tool. Matter of fact, if I give, if I loan you one of my tools, now you don't know how to use the tool. Right. You know, somebody told me that one time when I passed him a, a hammer. I, I never used a hammer before. You know, I, I passed him a, a, a screwdriver, a drill. You know, drill the screw. And I, well, I don't know how to work the, the drill. You know, it's power, but he's scared of it. Right. <laughs> a grown man's scared of a power, too. Yeah. Well, look, take the paintbrush, you know. Paint, but the paintbrush ain't going to hurt you, but I never painted before. You know, tools and uh, uh, skills. So you need to in, in develop and knowledge. Training. And That's a good point. Tools. Too. That's a good point because sometimes every time when somebody hears the word investment, they automatically think money. But that mm-hmm. investment could be time into bettering what yeah. you do, better than your craft. And I, I heard you say something earlier. People don't sound like you said people don't know themselves. I think sometimes we spend because I know a lot of people who have abilities to do anything, mm-hmm. but they don't know what they want to do. Yeah. And I think in an era now where you can see people doing so many different things, you see so many new industries popping up. You're like, oh, could I do that? Or, I mean, I could do that. Like, we could, like, we started this podcast. We could start a podcast maybe. Like, if we didn't, mm-hmm. if we didn't see ourselves, a lot of times people don't, oh, I don't see myself as that kind of person. Yeah. So I would say look at what you're spending your time doing when you're not working. Because a lot mm-hmm. of times we go to work and go home and go to sleep, go to work, go to, and you're not finding what your passion is, what you're interested in. So you don't even know what you would do if you started a business. So I would say just spend time to think, think about yourself. Think about what you enjoy. Think about what you consume and uh, just what you're aware of, what you have knowledge of yeah. on a base level. And don't just think about money. Right, because yeah, it's the wrong the, direction. The, the perverse incentives... If we're always motivated and told to, to, to get money, right. you know, you're going to school in order to get a job to make money. And then, well, what if you're not proficient in that career? Then you go to school, you fall asleep in class because it's not, it's, you're not passionate about it. You don't want to do something that you're not excited about, you're not passionate about. You're going to hate to get up in the morning and go to work. You know, you just hate that. So why don't you choose something that you enjoy? So one thing I don't know what I want gonna do, but you gotta get started doing something so you can get some experience, so you can decide whether I like this or I don't like this. Yeah, and that's funny you mentioned that money thing because I've never, when I was coming up in school, they never told you to pick something based off what you like. They never did that. Right. All they used to do is um, when we talked, I took a class where we talked about colleges. And when we went on field trips to colleges, we learned how to get into college. We studied for SATs. It was all centered around college. It was it was this class I took through high school. And uh, a lot of times what they would show you is they'll show this degree, and then they'll show the annual salary. And everybody's like, ooh. ooh they'll yeah, show yeah. this college and the annual salary from somebody who went to this college. And this, and this profession and what you will be getting paid 
doing that profession. That was what they showed us. They never was like, you know, what are you interested yeah. in? Mm-hmm. And this is how you become it, or how do you how do you look within yourself and find what you your natural inclinations are? They never thought even introduced that I, concept. I think, I think we would appreciate well, education a lot better if we knew the utility of it. Like we just talked about uh, uh, a scientific uh, physics that was science, the seesaw, the, right. the fulcrum here, the fulcrum in the in the weights. You, you know, you understand in gravity, you understand weight and, and balance and and leverage and that type of thing. Well, you learning that in school, you're not appreciating it because you don't know how it's applied, and then how it relates to me. And, and, like, if we go back to the hierarchy of needs, some things are everyday life. We talked about food. We never talked about shelter. But when you talked about air, what about air conditioning, heating? You know, when you, we as human beings now, we using our intellect to control our environments. We make it comfortable inside. It may be zero degrees. I say it may be freezing outside. Mm-hmm. But it's comfortable inside. Because we have used our mathematics, our science, our in, in, in ingenuity, ideas. Ingenuity. In, ingenuity to, to control our environments. So uh, I think we would appreciate education more, and it would be more fulfilling. You know, I wanted to be a builder growing up. I wanted, One thing, what, we, what I lived did growing up, you know, there was... I want to live in a mansion, you know. Well, what you mean? Where, how'd you live when you grew up? I lived in a mobile home. Right, right, in right. In the city, though. Right. In the city. <laughs> it's one thing to live in a mobile home in a in a in a mobile home park, or uh, in the country rural area where everybody where, else where it's common. Right. But if you living on the street, everyone else in homes in a house, yeah. A lot of them big big brick homes, maybe two three story, <laughs> not two or three story, but a uh, uh, two or three bedrooms. Maybe four bedrooms, five bedrooms, some even brick homes, and then they come along your lot, and we sat on three three lots, which was about an acre, and it was a mobile home and a garden, two lot garden. <laughs> we inside the city limits though, right? That was uncommon. <laughs> that sounds cool though. <laughs> so, so well, I want this mansion. I vision a mansion. You know, I want to be able to build it, you know. Uh, I remember building uh, steps because we had, uh, we had, you know, these mobile homes have two two doors. And we had a, we had steps to one door, but we didn't have steps to the other door. So I, I first tried to make them with bricks, but I didn't have any mortar. I had a lot of bricks to lay around. Yeah. So I stacked up bricks and I made steps out of bricks. And that was a lot of bricks, you know, to stack yeah. together. But it was unstable. It was shifting, and the bricks kept falling apart. So it wasn't, you know, it was, it was kind of rocky when you step up on it. So my parents made me remove that. So then I made uh, wooden steps out of wood, and I nailed it together. And I, that's probably the first thing I ever built. I never heard the story before. <laughs> no, I, I just yeah. never told it. I yeah, mean, yeah. it wasn't it wasn't uh, scientific or whatever. No, it is. Yeah. But uh, to build build some steps, and we were able to. We didn't really use it as a as a entry. I used it, <laughs> yeah, as a second uh, entrance. Um, but let's go into uh, our sponsorships. Okay, 
sponsorship. We about halfway finished. Nations Products. Nationsproducts.com is the website. Many episodes you heard us talk about Nation Products Facebook page. And the Facebook page is out there. So go and like us on social media, Nation Products um, Facebook. But now Nation Products has launched its own website. It's nationproducts.com. And Nation Products are literacy advocates. You can get your education material at nationproducts.com. And particular children, and we talked about science. Nation Products has released a children's book on science, a chemistry um, chemistry for children. You can acquire that book at nationproducts.com. And again, making uh, science um, um, understandable for children. For an example, the sun. You can point to the sun. Child know what the sun is. The sun is made out of hydrogen. And that uh, symbol is H. And water. Yeah, the water molecule. You, sh- you show the children water. And the water molecule is H2O. Two hydrogen atoms. And one uh, oxygen atom. And that makes the water molecule. Mm. But I, we believe a child can understand that. And now science is made uh, familiar to them. And now in their later years, when they get into high school, they'll whiz right through the subjects because now we introduced it to them early. Mm. Another book uh, at nationproducts.com is Famous Blacks in America. It's written by Nadine Muhammad. Uh, This book, there's historical figures uh, throughout our history, our rich history in America that made a contribution to this culture. And uh, as our children uh, solve the puzzle, these are word search puzzles, they'll learn uh, facts about each figure, thereby educating them on their own black culture, but also inspiring them because it's going to build their self-esteem. They see themselves in their ancestors. If my ancestors was able to accomplish this, now no, I can't. Now you know why they kept black history hidden from us. For so many years, or they minimized when we could study. I think it started off as Black History Week, then it became Black History Month. But I think we need to learn about ourselves every day because it's going to that knowledge of us is going to empower us. Uh, you want to do a sponsorship? Uh, well, yeah, y'all could just go. Um, I just released a single uh, Friday, new single called Mini Can Rock. Uh, once again, it's produced by me. And uh, it's everywhere you can listen to music. Just go check that out. I'm not going to tell you too much about it, but go listen to it. And then find me on uh, social media and tell me what you think about it. You can follow me on Instagram at W-A-Z-E-E-R underscore. Go check that out. And uh, yeah, I appreciate the support. So YZ Music is on online. Yes, yes, my music is online. You can, uh, yeah, just go check it out. And you're not going to talk too much about... Uh, Men and can't rock. I mean, you. We but can I, talk about that, it. But that 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 art that you got, that Grim Reaper. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that art, that album art. Yeah. I mean, uh, you real recognize that single by that album art. It's, yeah, it's like it's, black and white. It's a great album art. Yeah, just search Wazir W A Z E E R on any streaming 
uh, platform. And the video is coming soon, just working on that. Okay. I did want to do some uh, public service announcements. The Final Call newspaper, and you can find the Final Call online at finalcall.com. The Final Call is a newspaper published by the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan and the Nation of Islam. But it's independent. And and it's, it's a news outlet designed that covers news as it reflects our community. And it's not corporate-sponsored. And it's not biased. You know, we're living in a time of fake news or alternative facts. You know, fancy way of saying uh, uh, false news <laughs> or, <laughs> or propaganda. You know, we're talking about actual facts in the Final Call newspaper. And it covers news throughout the nation and the Caribbean and Africa. It's international. And uh, you have a well-rounded education, really, by reading the Final Call newspaper. And you'll stay abreast of the issues. It's finalcall.com. Again, that's the finalcall.com. Another public service announcement is the Economic Blueprint. And you can find it at economicblueprint.org. The Economic Blueprint is a fund that was, again, established by the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan and the Nation of Islam to acquire farmland. And this farmland will be a basis for economic development. I believe that the entire community will benefit from us owning land, land ownership. If, if you know about our history here in America, we were promised after slavery 40 acres and a mule in order for us to be whole, to, be, to, be, to, to make it in the economy because we had nothing as slaves. We had no property. We had no resources. So in order to be able to compete in the capitalist economy, you need to have land. You need to have capital. We started from zero. So we're still struggling today, I think, because of that. We had to go back to the plantation as sharecroppers and work at low wages for people who did own land. <laughs> uh, what they call it, the landlord. The landlord owned the property and you rent or you lease, you know, we have to gain ownership so that we can be lords over the land and we can begin to be independent. And that's what true freedom is, independence, when we can begin to feed ourselves, clothe ourselves, shelter ourselves, the very things we're talking about. Right. It all starts with land ownership. That's economic blueprint. Org And again, it's only five cents a day that per person, per wage earner, five cents a day. And you can't even catch the bus with five cents. <laughs> five cents a day, you know. And I always compare it to the sales tax. We in Houston, Texas. The sales tax in Houston is 8.25%. So if you had a, a dollar, that's eight cents over eight cents, eight pennies uh, per dollar. And we spend more than a dollar a day, so we give more to the state than we do ourselves on a daily basis. And then we start talking about income taxes and all of that, the deductions out of your payroll check, the government don't ask you. 
they take it and you get what's left after taxes, after after the uh, payroll taxes, then you get uh, the net. But they taking their taxes off the top. They're not asking you. When you go to the grocery store and you buy something at the register, they're going to tax it. And after they take out the taxes, then they can give you a change back. Mm. But in order for us to make a difference, we must sacrifice. And we, again, we must invest in ourselves and invest in our future. And uh, that's the economic blueprint. It, it turns out to be five cents a day. That's a nickel a day. Seven days in a week, 35 cents a week. That comes out to $18.20 a year. Right. For us to have economic prosperity in the future. Let's do it, everybody. Right now, just go online to economicblueprint.org. Okay. Now we can get back to the subject at hand. Hierarchy of needs. Every business, every human need is a business opportunity. So, yeah. I was just thinking about when you were talking, uh, and we were talking about how many things that you do on a daily basis that you don't even realize is a human, I mean, is a human need or is a business. I was thinking about how all you see online, if you go online, all these Facebook argument stat, you know, these long, self-indulgent kind of <laughs> statuses like, this is how I feel about this, this is how I feel about that. And, you know, we have this these platforms now where people can talk about how they feel about stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, do you ever watch the news and they have a correspondent come on there and they just talk? Mm-hmm. All they do is give their opinion. But then when they leave that set, they got a check coming in the mail. That's right. What we don't realize is is our takes on things and our perspective and our um, our opinions are intellectual property. Yeah. We giving that stuff away for free online when you could really, all you have to do is what you were about to type on Facebook, that mm-hmm. long paragraph you was about to do about what just happened with Trump or whatever. Instead of going to the Facebook app, go to the camera app, flip it around, record yourself talking about that, mm-hmm. and upload it. And as, mm-hmm. and as much as you're talking on Facebook or t- and Twitter and all this, do that every single day. Every time you have a, an opinion or a take or something funny that you think about what's going on, mm-hmm. record yourself doing it and upload it and see what happens in, in like six months. You're going to have a, a huge following because what we don't understand is we like to consume things like that. Mm-hmm. People love watching people's opinions on things. That's all we've ever watched. <laughs> That's what we're looking at, you know, yeah. in terms of, like, the news and and a late-night talk show, Jimmy Fallon, somebody come, you know, things like that. And what about the the, the very thing that's, that, that's really been central, central, a central stage lately is the concept of freedom of speech. Right. And the whole issue with the police brutality and uh, uh, protests and whatever issue you're passionate about, but the NFL players were passionate about, in particular uh, Colin Kaepernick, about the unjustified killing of blacks by police officers and the police officers not being brought to justice. Uh, So he took a knee. His uh, exercising his right to free speech and to demonstrate you know, our civil disobedience you know, we civilized people, so uh, we exercising our, our right. Uh, so that's that's our opinion now on these matters. Right. You call it intellectual property. So we exercising our right. Yeah. So uh, 
And that's and part of being free and independent because oh, you, you know, if you're a slave, you have a slave mentality. So you don't want to uh, displease your master. You know, you want you want to make sure you don't offend them. You know, but then you're not thinking about your own interests. Yeah, and and it don't even have to be political. If you like music, you could sit around and talk. You talking? You in the barbershop arguing about who the best rapper, Jay Z, Biggie, and Nas, or whatever? Or you arguing about this new Kendrick album or this new Side of Prince album? Word up to Side of Prince, the album is good. But if you sitting around and, and you having these discussions. Those discuss people. I'm saying. I'm saying this because people think they don't have a product to sell. Right. You can sell you. You sitting right. around talking about rap. That what you just did could be recorded and mm-hmm. uploaded, and you can make money off people watching you talk about what you like. People don't realize yeah. that. Yeah. We need to, what they talk. I'm talk realizing about it monetize, now too. <laughs> monetizing money. Uh, monetize. Um, if you yeah, you make a product of of. of this video uh, on on this uh, platform. And then another big part of this platform is advertising. You know, they making money off of selling advertising, but every business advertises. Everybody, we have to understand the value of advertising. We have to advertise our brand. Business building blocks is our, is our brand, is our name. You know, so we need to attach our name to a product or... Uh, service, and we need to put it on the market, and then it'll empower us, you see, and definitely, we need to look at the things that we consume, our needs, and when you're talking about every day, we're not realizing, we turn on that switch, that's power, Yeah, there's a company that's providing that electric power to your house, then you got to pay for that, the phone service. The provider of that carrier of your cell phone. Right. That's a business opportunity. And I don't see enough of us open up cell phones. I've never seen a black cell phone store. Some of them are franchised. Yeah. You can just open up a franchise. It don't seem like it costs that much. No, it's not. And you could you could sell phones. You could do you could you could these it has stores that buy these phones wholesale and just sell them. The new iPhone, you could... Well, actually, I don't know how to become an iPhone retailer, but you can look that up. Yeah. You can look up, you know, how to be a retailer of any of these. I think, yeah, distributor. Yeah, distributor. Official, authorized distributor. Uh, a lot of times you can deal with these larger corporations, um, get a distributorship, and uh, you want to go into business, of course, be a legitimate business, and then you may have to fill out an application and a credit application to uh, to order from them, and uh, you may they may even give you a line of credit, right? You know, based on your credit uh, standing. Um, but uh, have we thought of that? We all walk around with cell phones, and then in Africa, the minerals, the metals that every cell phone need comes right there from Central Africa, so. The Africans should be rich. <laughs> and yeah. we should be rich. So many of us have to, uh, this technology. So many things to do. I, I um, Recently, I worked on a shoot with my friend Jesus, and uh, he his cinematographer was there, and he told me his life story. We might need to have him on the show, but he has his own media company where he does photography and film and all this kind of stuff. But as far as the drones, mm-hmm. I don't know if people have seen these drones. They're like helicopters. People are getting paid 
uh, I heard of one dude who get paid like $200,000 a year just to fly drones when they were going to build a, the metro rail. They paid him to fly one of these helicopters that are drones, little handheld helicopters, over the city just to map out. Oh, yeah, right. just to take videos of the city. Okay. They got people you can just record skylines and stuff and put that online and you sell what's called yeah. stock footage. So it's certain, in certain ways... There are a lot of ways to make money with this technology that we have. We just have to take opportunity of it. Take advantage take, yeah, of it. Yeah, take advantage of it. And, uh, again, study what's around you. Um, we all buying sneakers. We, we talked about sneakers and how, how we are loyal to brands. Uh, but have you invested in buying and reselling uh, sneakers? That's huge. These children are becoming millionaires, and I'm mad I didn't get in on it. Selling, re- buying, and reselling shoes. Yeah, I'm talking. In. I know Fat Joe opened up a shoe store. You don't even got- start off as a, having a, a, a shoe collection. Man, all of, when the shoes about to drop, what they do is they go wait in line. They buy three or four of them for like three hundred dollars each. Sell all of them for like a thousand a piece. Oh, and these man. are chill- they like in high school and stuff. Now maybe they had to start up money. Some of us can't even afford the first two hundred dollars shoe. Start with one, one <laughs> but pair. just buy one and flip, flip, flip. Yeah. I have a dude who went to high school with me. He told me he just bought a house off that. He wow. bought a house reselling shoes. Yeah, but then there's <laughs> there's a, there's a demand for it. A huge demand because of the brand. You know, uh, Nike done their job promoting their brand, and that gives it value. Uh. So then now they're taking advantage of that. So, but the need here is for shoes. We all need shoes. We all walk around with some form of shoe on. We need a pair if we don't. So there's a human need and there's a demand. Right. Uh, Athletic shoes. We need dress shoes. We had a guy on that was a custom clothing uh, guy. Remember he did custom suits and custom clothes. Um, And I was impressed because... I didn't know it was still people making handmade shoes. Hand, handmade, uh, he made shoes handmade. And um, because everything is so mass produced nowadays. Yeah. And it, it, it's still, there's still a market for the craftsman that works with his hands. The artisan. The artisan <laughs> that works with his hands. Yeah. And, and we may have to start off as a prototype working with our hands. Um. When we have ideals, we need to reduce the idea to paper. We need to start on that idea. You know, we need to we need to get action. Action. Um, just not just dreaming. We need to make some action steps. Um, when we talked about safety and security, it brought me. A, I wanted to make an analogy with the family. I'm right. tie the family to this because. Uh, the father here in our family provides for his family. But um, in a nation, the government provides certain things for its people, just like the father provides for his family. So, for instance, safety and security in the family, the, the father may uh, secure his family. But the nation secures the family, uh, secures the people, with the police force, with the state, army, uh, national guard, and uh, military. And uh, when we was talking about this earlier, uh, we, t- we brought the concept up of management. And also, 
the other thing I want to introduce is ministry. Ministry, some things that uh, can be interchangeable with management and ministry. You know, we, the black community, we, we understand ministry because we got a church on every corner and one in between every corner. But we are, Jesus said, woe to the shepherd that feed himself and don't feed the flock. The flock is the people that we have to feed. We have to meet their needs. So really, it's a ministry to serve. That's a ministry. You should be meeting some kind of need. And so if we were a government, you would have the Ministry of Health. And that's really the Department of Health and a secular government. You know, it's Department of Health. Mm. But in, in, in a... In a uh, theocracy, a nation governed by a religion, then there will be the ministry of health, the ministry of education. Right. You see where I'm driving at? And the ministry of trade and commerce, which the business building blocks would fall under, or in this company, this country, the Department of Commerce. We were talking about this study they did on the Negro consumer. Yeah. Back in the 1950s, when we did the episode on that. I do uh, remember that. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Uh, that was, that study was uh, financed by a grant from uh, the Department of Commerce. Right. So, so the ministry and the, the government, the government. So, in the kingdom of God is the government of God. So, I just wanted to make that that uh, point there that what we're doing here, because when we went back to the formation of the business building blocks, we we tied it to the children of Israel in Egypt. The children of Israel were in bondage, of course, and then they were freed. So when they was freed, um, they was in a wilderness for 40 years. Right. And then they entered the promised land. So well, the question is, what did they do in the promised land? They, they built businesses. They built, yeah. They satisfied their own needs by building their own kingdom. Well, I think that's a good place to leave it off. Um, yeah, look around you. Start your business. Look at what you have. <laughs> package it and sell it to somebody. <laughs> so, right, put it. <laughs> well, uh, you want to tell them to fo- follow us online and keep in touch? Well, I'm telling y'all now. Follow us online. Uh, business Building Blocks uh, on Facebook. Uh, business building blocks on YouTube and uh, just stay tuned with everything we're doing. Um, subscribe. Subscribe to those. I think the actual podcast is on SoundCloud.com and uh, so this audio. Right, right. And if you're listening somewhere else, if you're on Facebook listening or if you're on anywhere else listening, you can subscribe on the podcast app so you can get those alerts on your phone every time we release a podcast and you can stay up to date on uh, what we're bringing. Well, this has been a great episode. You now have the blocks. Now get to building. Thank you for listening. I'll see you next week.